Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Danger lurks in the American landscape. No one in their right mind would be out here, which makes it the perfect place to kill someone. Introducing Hot and Deadly from ID, your podcast for classic American true crime served with a side of biscuits and gravy. On each episode, you'll hear some of ID's most shocking stories of murder and betrayal, from the mystery of a preacher shot and killed by a bow and arrow to a former prom queen gone missing and found murdered. Listen to Hot and Deadly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The following podcast contains dramatizations of actual events. Certain situations, dialogue, names, and locations may have been changed. Some scenes are graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. Some twins are born into love and luxury, but others are born into hell. Their mother became addicted to crack cocaine and was no longer able to care for them. Dante and Dante Hall turned to a life of crime at a tender young age. At the age of 13, Dante and Dante began to use marijuana and ecstasy. And then by the age of 14, they're selling. As adults, one twin seeks the quiet life while the other rules the streets. He was mean-spirited. If you were to go to Central Casting and say, send me a thug, he would show up. And together, one night, their lives would change forever. He screamed out, you think I'm playing, and he started shooting. The twins that I saw are evil twins. Very evil twins. The Central Florida enclave of Eustace lies just 35 miles north of Orlando. Eustace, Florida is a small hometown. Good people help each other, open door for you, say hello. We have quite a few retirees living in the area. Uh, it's a nice place to live in the winter. But there's also a rougher side of Eustace, known to some as the Valley. Crime is probably a little bit higher in that neighborhood than in other parts of Eustace. A lot of the boys that grew up in that area, they like to call themselves the Valley Boys. 
one late night in September of 2006, some of the Valley Boys decide to throw a small house party with strippers as the entertainment. It's a night for boys to be boys, but a pair of identical twins is about to turn this gathering into a massacre. On September 8th, 2006, Willie Shelton was setting up a bachelor party for one of his homeboys. Keyson Evans and the Valley Boys were attending this party. There was probably about 12, maybe 13 of these guys there. Tonight, these men are ready to cut loose and have some fun. Somewhere between 12.30, 1 o'clock, the three strippers arrive at the house. So everybody was kind of excited about getting this thing started. After changing, the three young women emerge, and the party reaches a fever pitch. But then, the unthinkable happens. All of a sudden, somebody busts in the door, and the whole mood changes. Three armed men burst into the house. One is carrying an AK-47 assault rifle, and the others have 9mm handguns. Hey, you! Jump! Don't you move! Two of the three men are identical twins, but one is clearly in charge. The man with the rifle seemed to be the leader. He was giving the orders. He ordered everybody on the ground. He ordered them to give up their uh, jewelry and their money. Everybody complied. The man with the AK-47 keeps barking at the Valley Boys. He said, if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm going to make this chopper dance. He fired off a couple of rounds to emphasize his point. One of the shots kills the house lights. They were screaming at the top of their lungs, praying to God. And then all hell breaks loose. Anybody in that room had a chance of dying that night once those bullets started flying. And when the shooting stops, several Valley boys lie dead or dying, and the twin gunmen are on the run. Identical twins Dante and Dante Hall were born into a world of hardship and addiction. August 1st, 1984, the twins were born over in Orlando, Orlando Regional Medical Center. They were born premature. Mom was a uh, pretty notable substance abuser and even smoked crack during the, the pregnancy. By the time they reached 10 months, the young twins were sent to live with their relatives. They did bounce from household to household in their early years, and they never really had a sense of stability in their lives as young children. What they learn is they can't trust their environment and the caregivers in that environment. As twins, they raise each other. They look out after each other. They, they watch each other's back. When they entered grade school, the teachers discovered the Hall brothers shared identical problems. They were both educable, mentally handicapped, um, you know, low moderate IQ, reading problems, arithmetic problems. Uh, it was pretty clear to the school officials that they were in need of special services. Though identical in appearance, the Hall twins' behavior began to diverge once they entered the classroom. 
Dante was more of the hot-headed of the two twins. He was the one that would start a fight or he would get angry much easier than Dante. Dante tended to be the laid-back, cool one. Although Dante was slightly younger, he was more of the person who kind of led the show. So with Dante, more of the leader means that Dante is more of the follower. By age six, twins returned to live with their mother. But life at home went from bad to worse. There were a lot of boyfriends that were in and out of the house while the boys were growing up. There were some instances of abuse that the boys saw. Their mom suffered at the hands of some of these boyfriends, slapping her around, pushing her around, pushing her down. They were fairly helpless to help mom. By the age of 13, Dante and Dante quickly lost interest in the classroom. They retreated to the one thing that offered them comfort. In their teenage years, Dante and Dante began using drugs. They were using marijuana on a daily basis. It eventually led into using ecstasy quite often. These teenage twins were seduced by the quick cash that could be made in minutes on the street. When you're on the streets and you're seeing people wheeling and dealing drugs and the drive-by transactions, people wearing uh, fancier clothes than you, I think the boys pretty much both determined that that was going to be their career path, and they both started dealing drugs at an early age. Dante and Dante were soon dealing crack cocaine in a tough Orlando neighborhood known as the Paramore District. That's a known area where people will come and drive through. They call it the gum line. You take the crack, you put it in your lip, so if the cops come, you can swallow it and you sell it and you take it out and you exchange it for the cash. Though they always had each other's back, life at home was about to drive them apart. Dante's mom began having drug problems again, and he couldn't stand to see it. At 14, Dante moved out of his mom's house. Dante, however, couldn't bear to leave his mother's side. Dante stayed behind with her. Dante was a mama's boy, and he would never leave his mama. After 14 years bound together, the Hall brothers moved apart for the first time. And their bond would soon be put to the test. One of the occupational hazards with being a drug dealer is you get caught sometimes. Dante, um, he ultimately got sentenced to what in Florida we call a commitment program. He ended up in a youth camp down in a Polk County south of here. And Dante was left to make it on the streets alone. Dante continued to live the street life, dropped out of school, and sort of delved a little bit deeper into the criminal element. Dante was mean-spirited. If you were to go to Central Casting and say, send me a thug, Dante would show up. While Dante aspired to be a street gangster, his calmer twin, Dante, seemed to be changing his ways in juvie. He actually did pretty well there. I mean, this is a guy who did do okay in structured environments, and he actually graduated high school through that program. Upon his release, Dante's future looked brighter than it had ever been. I think it gave him an opportunity to see that there was a different side of the world. There was an opportunity to separate himself from that criminal element and sort of see the world through different eyes. But when one of the Hall twins runs into trouble with the law, the other must literally step in to save him. 
I don't know very many people that would take a prison sentence for anybody. That blind loyalty will ultimately destroy them both. If you look in his eyes, there's nothing there. It's just a deep, dark black hole. Identical twin brothers Dante and Dante Hall has survived on the streets the only way they knew how. They felt that their easiest way to get money was to sell crack cocaine, so that's what they became good at. But after a stint in a juvenile detention center, Dante may have finally found a way out of a life of crime. He actually did pretty well there, and he actually graduated high school through that program. Following his release, Dante reunites with his hot-headed twin brother, and the temptation to return to a life of crime becomes too much to resist. It's easy money, it's not hard work. Yeah, you have to look over your shoulder all the time and worry about the police, but you're not out there breaking your back. There was a draw between the brothers besides just twinness. I mean, the lifestyle, the thick gold necklaces, the right cool shoes that cost a lot of money. Dante wanted that life. While Dante had been in juvie, Dante had sharpened his street skills. Dante built that reputation where he was respected enough he could bring in the large quantities of dope and then sell it to other street-level dealers. He developed a crew. They were also very known to violence. You, you didn't cross Dante Hall. But the one indispensable crew member was his twin brother, Dante. Dante was the follower. You know, if Dante needed a guy, he'd go to his brother, hey, you want to hit a lick, you want to make some money, and Dante would go. As their reputation grew, the two young men became known by the same nickname. Both boys went by twin, so it was very easy for one to commit a crime and somebody think it was the other one who did it. It did allow them to sort of play a game with everybody. You never quite knew which one you were dealing with. But there were ways to tell them apart. Dante has gold teeth, and he's got a tattoo right here on his neck that says money ain't a thing because he felt he could take it any time he needed. So money wasn't a thing to him. He liked to live on that edge. You know, he liked the women. He liked the dope. He liked the firearms. He enjoyed the risk of getting caught. He thought it was a game. Dante's more submissive role was inked into his skin as well. Dante had a tattoo on his leg near his ankle that said soldier. A soldier is loyal to his, his commander. And anytime Dante needed him, he was right there. The Hall twins were always pushing the criminal envelope, and they soon ran into trouble with the law. Dante had racked up some drug charges. Dante had racked up some drug charges. Problem was, from Dante's standpoint, is that he was facing more time. Dante was facing four years for his drug offenses. So Dante devised a clever way to cut Dante's time in half. Dante, my client, decided, well, bro, I'll take one of your charges to kind of lessen your exposure. Dante offered himself up to take a coke charge that wasn't his. It was very easy for them to switch identities. Real names that were so similar and going by the same nickname did allow them to sort of play a game with everybody. Orlando officials were duped 
by the twins' scheme. From a proof standpoint, who would know the difference? I mean, they're identical twins. The description would, of the person would be the same, right? That cost Dante about 18 months of his life in prison. Thanks to his twin, Dante received the lesser sentence of 13 months. We know that Dante, it was important for him not to let his brother down and to be there and to have his back. I don't know very many people that would take a prison sentence for anybody, not their mother, their brother, their husband, their wife. And Dante did it without even thinking twice. But Dante's blind devotion would one day cost him everything. After 18 months in prison, Dante Hall is finally released. And just like before, he takes his place at his twin brother's side. One of the first things he did was, you know, seek out his brother. He's always going to kind of go back to his, his more dominant brother for for guidance or support. But for the first time in his young life, Dante finds true love from someone else. Dante met a young woman, and they wound up actually having a child together as well. He moved in with the woman, and they raised their child together. It's a welcome change from life on the streets. I think Dante really wanted somebody to love him. He yearned for that, and once he finally got the opportunity to get it, he grabbed it and he held on to it. As Dante settles into the stable rhythms of family life, younger brother Dante spends his nights prowling the strip clubs. And it's there that he meets an 18-year-old dancer named Angel Glenn. Even drug dealers have a romantic side. I believe Angel was attracted to Dante because of this uh, dangerous side to his lifestyle and his personality. He had the money, he had the street cred. People looked up to him, they respected him, and they were scared of him. And to be that woman by that person's side, it if you're dating the king, it makes you the queen. Dante and Angel want to live like royalty and they will soon hatch a plan to make certain that happens. One day, Dante Hall overhears Angel discussing a private booking to strip at a party in Eustis, Florida, a small town 35 miles north in Lake County. Dante could hear both halves of the conversation, and Angel was discussing who was going to be at the party, how many people were going to be at the party, etc. There would be a lot of guys there, and they have money. How much money are you talking about? A grand each. A grand each? Mm -hmm. Plan begins to form in Dante's mind. You ain't lying to me, are you? He calls his twin Dante and gathers his crew to discuss the details. He started putting his crew together, advising them Hey, we're going to hit a lick. My girl's going down here to Lake County. I'll get you together. And Dante Hall is left with a difficult choice. Stay with his family or risk everything for a big payday. When Dante asked Dante to be a part of the robbery, I believe it's likely that it certainly was in the back of his mind that this could go very bad. But at the same time, I think it speaks again for the bond between twins. He owed it to his brother to be there by his side. And I think that bond between the two of them outweighed everything else. The evening ahead will be everything the Hall twins could ever have dreamed. 
These gentlemen appeared to be well off. Uh, a number of them wore gold jewelry prominently displayed, bling. But in a flash, the perfect score will turn into a nightmare. He screamed out, you think I'm playing? And a twin's rage will lead to carnage. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Danger lurks in the American landscape. No one in their right mind would be out here, which makes it the perfect place to kill someone. Introducing Hot and Deadly from ID, your podcast for classic American true crime served with a side of biscuits and gravy. On each episode, you'll hear some of ID's most shocking stories of murder and betrayal, from the mystery of a preacher shot and killed by a bow and arrow to a former prom queen gone missing and found murdered. Listen to Hot and Deadly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Identical twins Dante and Dante Hall are certain an audacious armed robbery will land them a big-time payout. The risk is much greater, but so is the reward. You can rob somebody and make in five minutes what it would take you a week to make if you were out there working the streets. But the bigger the reward, the greater the potential for disaster. By early evening, preparations are well underway for what will be the most important and most dangerous night of the Hall twins' young lives. Dante has his boys meet him at what's called a trap house. This is where the weapons are. They're getting dark clothing, masks, towels, gloves, whatever they're going to need. As night falls, Angel Glenn steps into the mix. They're preparing as Angel is going around the Orlando area picking up her friends. She collects two other strippers to help her work the party while the whole crew loads up the getaway car. They armed themselves on this particular night with some pretty powerful handguns and an AK-47. By cell phone, Dante instructs Angel to drive the strippers north to Eustace. He and his crew will follow closely behind. After a short drive up from Orlando, Angel and the two other strippers arrive at the Eustace house party. 
the trailing hull crew parks about a block away. Angel and the strippers enter the house to cheers from the Valley Boys. They were escorted in. Everybody was kind of excited about getting this thing started. Father of 10, Keyson Evans, shows the girls around the house. Keyson Evans says they're going to make a lot of money tonight. We got alcohol, whatever you guys want. Come on in, let me show you. 27-year-old Josh Daniel has been waiting hours for this party to get started. He's excited to see the girls have finally arrived. The alcohol was flowing, drinks were mixed for the girls, and the party started to get going. Social worker and avid churchgoer Bernard Blunt accepted a last-minute invitation to join the Valley Party. He worked with children and the school systems. He was always encouraging young youngsters, young kids, anyone to get an education. It wasn't a party that he was hosting or that much involved in. He was really just stopping by. The reason he was at the party is he wanted a release. He just was there to hang out with the guys. As the drinks flow, Angel carefully scans the crowd. Hey, twin. She was in constant communication with Dante on the outside by cell phone. And Dante was asking her, where are these guys? It's going to be lots of bling, lots of cash. How many people are in there? Do they have guns? Is there a lot of money? This is going to be a good score. And Angel is certain Dante will like what she sees. Okay. All right, got to go. Bye. These gentlemen appeared to be well off. Uh, a number of them wore gold jewelry prominently displayed, bling. The three girls are shown to a room in the back of the house where they can slip into sexier clothes. The girls emerge, they come out, they begin stripping, dancing, taking their clothes off. The guys are happy with the girls, the, the look of the girls. They're putting out money for them. As Angel and the other dancers work the crowd, the men let loose. They're touching them in different places and watching them dance. The music was loud, and everybody seemed to be having a good time. The party edges to a fever pitch. But in an instant, the fun turns to terror. About 2.30 in the morning, three young men marched through the door armed with firearms and wearing masks. The first man in the door was carrying an AK-47 assault rifle. A masked Dante Hall carries the AK-47 with his twin Dante right in his shoulder pointing a 9mm pistol. They're all ordering them on the ground, give me your money, take off all your jewelry. Who lives and who dies will be decided by one man. Dante Hall. He said, if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm going to make this choppa dance, which is what he called his AK-47 assault rifle. He fired off a couple of rounds to emphasize his point. Everybody realized these guys weren't joking. As the party goers scream and grovel on the floor, they hand over the money and what jewelry they have. 
Unfortunately, there was not the amount of money and jewelry that the gentlemen were expecting to receive. The robbers were expecting these people to be high rollers, and it turns out they really weren't. Dante begins to get angry, very angry. He's certain the Valley Boys are hiding more cash, and he starts shouting. Kisan told him the money was in the back bedroom. Go get the box. Go get the box. Dante orders his brother to investigate Kisan Evans' claim. But after a quick search of the house, Dante returns empty-handed. Hey, hey, got nothing. This deceit pushes Dante over the edge. He just becomes a smoldering volcano, and eventually he erupts, and he erupts in a way that causes problems for everyone. Dante screamed out, you think I'm playing, and he started shooting. The first shot that was fired actually hit the one lamp that was in the room, knocking that light out. The second shot hit Keyson Evans right above his knee, causing him to fall over. As his volcanic temper erupts, Dante shows no signs of stopping. He had to prove to everyone that if you mess with me, there will be consequences. It was like shooting fish in a barrel. It was a bloodbath. But if you're going to get away with murder, it's best not to leave any witnesses alive. I feel this shot right there. He stepped in the back of my head. I just ain't moved. Play it dead. Play it dead. Identical twins Dante and Dante Hall thought they'd planned the perfect robbery, but it's all gone horribly wrong. Dante was extremely angry when he realized that Keyson Evans lied to him, but at the same time, he had to save face. He takes the AK-47, puts it up about six inches from Mr. Evans' face, and pulls the trigger. Keyson Evans falls to the floor, killed instantly by the fatal head wound. He feels like the victim deserves it for not giving him what he wants. If you would have just done what I wanted, just given me what I wanted, then this would have never happened. It's your fault. Dante had to prove to everyone that if you lie to me, this is what's going to happen to you. Because if you mess with me, there will be consequences. Then all hell breaks loose. Dante and Dante started to spray the room at that point with the AK-47 and the 9 millimeters. were shooting multiple people. Willie J. Shelton and Josh Daniel received multiple gunshot wounds. A total of 16 shots were fired in a very small room. Terrazzo floor, concrete block walls, bullets were flying all over the place, and 15 warm bodies. It was like shooting fish in a barrel. Bernard Blunt has been caught in the crossfire. If there were guns being fired and people's lives being taken, he was praying. He was praying when they shot him. After what seems like an eternity, a fourth crew member enters the Valley House. The driver of the vehicle felt they'd been in there too long. He ran up to the house and told them, guys, we got to go, we got to go. 
After that, each of the robbers in turn exited. The leader with the rifle was the last one to walk out the door. There was probably around $2,000 worth of cash and probably about $2,500 to $3,000 worth of jewelry taken. The Hall twins peel out of the scene and roar down the street just seconds before police arrive. Two useless officers enter the scene of the massacre with their guns drawn. The first two officers arrived to a darkened home. They could hear moaning, and a lot of people were very, very emotional as they walked in. They didn't know friend from foe. They actually encountered the strippers coming down a hallway and told them to get out of the house. Once the house is secure, officers triage the wounded and the dead. They find Mr. Evans, who is obviously deceased. It's, it's clear that he is deceased. They find Mr. Blunt, who is talking. He, he is able to communicate. He's shot multiple times. Bernard was asking for help for about a half an hour to 45 minutes, and just simply praying and asking God to help him at this time. Mr. Blunt was transported to Waterman Hospital. Doctors did everything they could to try and save him. However, he, he just, he didn't make it. Bernard was our baby brother. It was probably the worst thing that I've ever had to deal with, to know that he was shot and killed in such a tragic manner. And hearing what had happened and how it had happened was just horrendous. A massive manhunt gets underway as investigators begin questioning neighbors about the shooting. None of the neighbors out there really seen anything other than people running down the street after hearing the gunshots. Investigating the crime scene itself, we really had no idea other than definitely a, a home invasion had occurred. As far as who did it, we had no idea. But Eustace investigators soon learn one of the wounded partygoers, Josh Daniel, is going to survive. He's coming out of his coma, and he's starting to be able to talk. So we decide at that point that we're going to go do an interview with him. Police record his first words on videotape as Josh replays that horrible night. I feel this shot right there. He stepped in the back of my head. Both hit the ground. And I just ain't moved. Play it dead. Play it dead. He can't identify the masked gunman. But Josh does provide one critical piece of information. He just felt in his heart that it had something to do with the strippers. He was constantly talking about the strippers. The white girl, she was more of a shot caller. She was awesome with the mother girls. Shortly afterwards, Eustace investigators get a name, Angel. Lots of bling, lots of cash. Yeah. 
We went to Orlando. I went to a couple of the known strip clubs. A lot of these clubs are not law enforcement friendly, so they're not wanting to help us too much. But their luck is about to change. Our first big break was on the evening of Monday, September the 11th, when a young girl, 17 years old, had the courage to drive from her home in Orlando up to the little town of Eustis. The girl admits to being one of the three strippers who escaped the Valley Party. She felt really bad because she had saw the news and found out that two people had been killed in this, and she hadn't gotten any sleep. And she knows exactly who investigators are looking for. How did you know it was Angel's boyfriend? I knew his voice. She explained that her girlfriend, Angel Glenn, had a part in this setting up of this robbery, and that although the men who came in were wearing masks, she immediately recognized the voice of Angel Glenn's boyfriend. I don't know his name, but he goes by Twin. Twin. The young stripper says Twin and Angel reconnected at an Orlando gas station right after the shooting. With the help of Orlando PD, Eustace investigators track down Angel Glenn and bring her in for questioning. Why do you think you're here? Probably because they um looking for this boy I used to talk to, this guy named Twin. Angel recounts the Eustace shooting in detail. Somebody just bust in. They had like masses on. We all fell to the floor, and then they was just like, "Give me y'all money." Then when they start shooting. That night, it just felt like everybody was going to die. She is struggling. She is sweating. She is nervous. But when it comes to identifying twin, she clams up. I think you can help us figure out how these guys got set up. I know they were set up. What I don't know is how. I just don't feel like talking right now. Angel didn't come forth with a whole lot of information initially. You know, she played the whole card of... Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. But Eustace investigators are certain Angel's silence comes from fear. She was afraid for her own safety. She was afraid for her family's safety. These guys are dangerous people, and she knew it better than anybody. Investigators now need to conclusively connect Angel to Twin. So they begin to analyze her cell phone records. We saw one particular number that was contacted prior to, during, and after the homicide. We were able to determine that phone number was, in fact, Dante Hall. At last, police have the name of one of the two men known as Twin, Dante Hall. I finally felt that I could you know, go after somebody and, and get the guy that was responsible for killing these people. Dante and Angel are now the prime suspects in the Valley shooting. We just started trying to focus our investigation towards Dante and trying to get him in custody and try and see if we could get any kind of information whatsoever out of him. Unlike Angel, Dante Hall comes with built-in backup. Here there's almost an unspoken trust that the other twin isn't going to give me up that the other twin who's been there throughout my whole life with me, who I can, the only person I can trust and rely upon. If caught and convicted, 
Dante Hall could face death row. I don't even know what y'all here for. Before we explain it, we're here for something that happened in Eustis about 10 days I ago. I don't know if any Eustis. I don't know nothing about Eustis. Dante's taken the rap for his identical twin before. Will he do it again? They had that family bond. They had that criminal crew bond. It was common for them to, to lie for each other. Eustace police are hot on Dante Hall's trail. I finally felt that I could go after somebody and, and get the guy that was responsible for killing these people. And they are leaning on Dante's girlfriend, Angel, to turn him in. I think you can help us figure out how these guys got set up. I know they were set up. What I don't know is how. I just don't feel like talking right now. She lied. She lied repeatedly. She denied that she knew who these people were. But she might be just about to break. It's easy to tell the truth. It's very, very difficult to lie. Angel Glenn is charged with murder in connection with the Eustace killings. Facing hard time in prison, Angel decides to sing. She realizes she's in deep trouble, and she turns to the police and says, all right, what do you want to know? Here, my conversation on the phone or whatever. With who? With Jay. And she proceeded to explain to us who the people were behind the masks. She explained that Dante, she recognized his voice. When he came in there, I'm not going to lie, we just knew from, like, the sound of his voice that that was him. Angel also met with the Hall twins the next morning to divide the loot. Heavy watches, gold watches, a few, few rings. They split that up at uh, their mother's home with Angel sitting right there watching. Ten days after the massacre, Dante Hall is placed under arrest. Even though Angel has cracked, Dante may have a method to get away with murder. His twin brother, Dante. Here there's almost an unspoken trust. Dante isn't going to give me up. While being interrogated, Dante plays dumb. I don't even know what y'all here for. Before we explain it, we're here for something that happened in Eustace about 10 days I ago. I didn't know we've been in Eustace. I don't know nothing about Eustace. He was Mr. Innocent, Mr. Golden Child. He, he did nothing. He didn't know why we were down there talking to him. We got the wrong guy. Nothing. Eight months later, police finally take Dante into custody. And just like his twin brother, he denies ever having been to the Valley House. Dante never uh, indicated to me that he was ever at this house. Dante denied to participating in the crime completely. Both Dante and Dante are confident they can beat the rap in court if they stick to the same story. Dante and Dante you know, they had that family bond. They had that criminal crew bond. It was common for them to, to lie for each other, to not say nothing to the police. They hated the police. By them not giving information, they're really not only saying, I'm not going to cooperate with the police, I know my brother isn't going to cooperate and give me up either. With a pile of circumstantial evidence and Angel Glenn's confession, 
DA Gross brings formal charges against the Hall twins. Two counts of first-degree murder, two counts of attempted felony murder for the shooting of the two guys who survived. Armed robbery with a firearm and armed burglary with a firearm. If they are found guilty, Dante and Dante will be the first set of identical twins put on death row, ever. Facing a lethal injection, Dante decides he won't take the rap for his brother. His self-preservation takes over. His great love for his brother isn't really what it appears to be. Now that there's no other escape route, no other thing that I can do to manipulate or get my way out of this, I'm gonna take the road that preserves me the best. When I talked to him one-on-one, -on -one, he said, look, I am not a killer. I am not like my brother. I deal dope and I gamble. That's it. This ain't me. I didn't do this. You need to look somewhere else. Instead of the death penalty, Dante Hall receives six life sentences. With the physical evidence, combined with Angel Glenn's damning testimony, Dante Hall is found guilty of murder. He's sentenced to Florida's death row to await execution. Dante had no reaction once he heard this. He just stood there, didn't cry, didn't say anything, nothing. If you look in Dante Hall's eyes, there's nothing there. It is like looking at a TV that's off. It's just a deep, dark black hole. Given her cooperation with the prosecution, Angel Glenn believes she'll be given a slap on the wrist. But she is sorely mistaken. I think she expected to go home, perhaps on probation. Unfortunately for her, uh, the judge recognized the gravity of her involvement she had to pay. And so she was sentenced to 10 years, and she was devastated. Uh, you could see, totally shocked. Dante Hall will likely be executed in less than 10 years. But for the victims' families, the pain will never die. My brother, Bernard, will never be able to laugh with us, be with us, walk outside. He's gone, and there was no reason for it. Today, Dante Hall is currently serving in Florida's Franklin Correctional Facility. His punishment will last a lifetime. Dante did yearn for love and stability, and now because he has chosen to help his brother, that's gone. He's never gonna lay in bed next to a woman who cares about him. He's never gonna be able to take his daughter to school. All of that's gone. Dante and Dante Hall wound up right where they started in hell. The Hall twins are a product of a terrible environment, and maybe that's what has made them. But the twins are evil twins. I would consider them very evil twins. <laughs>